everybody, welcome to Game Goose. Today is February 23rd, 2021. This is Season 3, Episode 23. My name is Dan Curry. You know, I put the... Day. Wait, hold on. Rewind. What? Rewind. I Sorry, I posted two episodes today. Well, one's getting posted later. Let's just nip this in the bud right now. This, right or wrong, I think is episode 24. <laughs> it, okay. It very well may be wrong. It's going to be named episode 24. This, All right. This is episode 24, according to Neil. I might have missed, no, him, missed one him. One of us messed know. up. We're off by one. This is 24 now. Forever for good. 24. The Take reason that I say the date on everyone is because we used to talk about gaming news. Oh. And so I wanted people to be like, oh, this is the date. So that so I guess I don't really need to say the nah, date. I feel like you should still say the date. Because okay. we still talk about... like. And if anybody good. ever starts from the beginning, it'll be like a little time capsule of each... Actually, like, in these last two COVID years, a week has made a lot of difference. <laughs> <laughs> true 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 all right i'll keep playing the day i just realized that that's why i originally I know neil's struggling it. with covid because he said these last two covid years it's only been a year neil. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening in the from the future we're yeah. only a year into this we're so. only a year in <laughs> Maybe where I'm the right. hell was i hopefully not yeah uh anywho um yeah, that's Neil. That's Clinton. Everyone's names have been said. We're around. Uh, what did, did you, you say your you name? Yeah, I said my name is Dan Curry, and nice. I went on. Nice. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, I've been you... playing. I've been playing. Wait, wait, can I drop my news that you guys already know, but now has oh, been yeah. up enough for me to share with the world? Yeah, You're pregnant. Uh, I'm pregnant. I'm <laughs> pregnant with Michigan. Um, I'm gonna, no, I'm moving, I'm keeping my New York job and I am moving back to Michigan, uh, location, unsure, TVD, uh, but probably Neil, near, Neil, you fellas, near you fellas. Uh, so yeah, I, that's, it's, it's in the works. I'm so excited. It's bittersweet to be living a city I've lived in for, I don't know, 20, 2013, uh, but yeah, that'll happen in the next three, four, or five months, somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, it'll be exciting. And when hopefully when everybody's vaccinated and everything, we can all be in the same studio. We can all be in the same studio, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm very excited. And yeah, I'm coming home. Yeah, coming it'll be fun. Home. So, uh, Clint, what, what have you been playing? I what are you going to play while you're waiting for Neil to come home? have been playing... More survival crafting games. No, I haven't played. I don't think I've played League of Legends. Maybe one or two games this week. Uh, But still playing Seven Days to Die. Uh, Yeah, as we all know. By the way, I just want to butt in real quick. Um, There's not a lot to do besides play video games, watch TV during COVID times. So one thing I do is just watch what you guys are playing, and I go. I'll be like, oh, they invited everybody to League. Let's see who's going to end up playing League. <laughs> and Clinton has not been playing League. No, I it's a fun Valheim. little game in my head. I yeah. go, all right, who's going to join? <laughs> yeah, no, I've been playing a lot of Seven Days to Die. Not so much this week, I guess, uh, because we fell into the Valheim hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is playing Valheim right now. Like, if you're, in the world. if you're on Twitch, you're playing Valheim. If you're... Mm-hmm. Twitch adjacent, you play Valheim. If you know someone who owns a computer, you play Valheim. Uh, 
But yeah, we've been playing Valheim. Uh, it's a Viking survival crafting game. Uh, with the, I'd say it's got horror elements mixed into it. Uh, mm. The kind of uh, wait, art. hold on. Are there boats? Yes. Do you sail? Yes. Okay, this is coming dangerously close to what you pitched in our video game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it Go is on. exactly what I pitched in our yeah, video game. Funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's very. The art style is very kind of. I don't know. Have you ever like taken like the oil painting uh, filter on anything, and it like kind of like pixelates but smooths everything? Okay, is it kind of like, do you remember in Oblivion when you go inside the oil painting and everything's kind of weird like that? I don't remember what that looks like, but probably okay. pretty similar. Everything is like very pixely, but also very soft, I guess. Okay. Uh, pastel not, colors. It's not, nah, it's not really pastel. It's just like the, the, everything is kind of like blurred into the things next to it. So the pixel lines aren't like super hard, I guess. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's got a very like interesting look to it. It's not like there's no like hard, sharp like triangles in it, but it is very like polygonish. Uh, huh. I'm looking at it right now. It, it is a odd art. Oh, it's kind of like um, what was that game that we were playing, Neil, where the people don't have faces and it's kind of like a Dark Souls. Oh yeah, um, motherfucker. Um, it was not called that, but yeah, it's like that art style. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of that game? Starts with the D. I want to say. I'll I'll start looking while you guys. Are. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it is it is good. It's a lot of fun. The it's hard, which is good, which is like not. I don't know. And like the the difficulty is like very kind of like. It spikes, uh, which, but it, in like a good way, I guess. Uh, like there's hurdles, I guess, is more than I guess spikes. Like uh, the first boss you have to fight is a like a big elk, and it shoots lightning, and like charges you and stuff. Uh, and before you fight him, you can't get any kind of metal resources because you have to fight him to get a pick in order to mine metal resources. So like you your first the first time you fight him, it's like you have leather armor and you have just kind of a simple crude stone axe or a club. And you have to fight him with that kind of stuff. Or a very crude bow that is awful. The bows are I do not like the bows. And like it's almost mandatory that you have a ranged weapon and they're god awful. Mm -hmm. I hate them. They're so bad. The fall off on them is like <laughs> like you shoot it's just like boom, like 10 foot in front of you hits the ground uh but yeah it's good the the difficulty ramps up in, in stages uh so like and each time you get to a stage there's a boss you have to beat and then you get some resource so that you can start getting new resources i guess some some kind of tool that unlocks new resources for you okay uh, so after you beat the first boss you get his antlers that you can mine uh tin and uh, copper to make bronze with so you can make like bronze swords and armor and pickaxes and things uh and then the second boss is like a big entish tree creature uh that shoots like vines and will stomp on you uh and after you beat him you get keys 
for like these swamp crypts that you can get iron from so then you get iron and then once you get iron you can like get better armor and then you can kill wolves and with the wolf pelt you can go into the mountain and things so everything kind of goes in stages uh we're currently in the in-between stage of bronze and iron we're trying to gather enough iron to upgrade to iron tools and things so we're struggling our way through the swamp biome which is it's always dark there like the sun even if when it's daytime it's dark and there's like things you can't see in the water like leeches that attack you in the water that you can't see and stuff is uh, there poison swamps are eyes poisonous. yeah yeah there's like poison slimes that jump around and things uh but the premise is that you like you're like a viking who has died uh and you're in valheim uh and you have to fight these bosses to unlock these runes that eventually you'll become like super powerful hero and then zeus will call on you to fight some i don't know the this end goal of it isn't exactly clear or i wasn't paying enough attention with the first time i started (laughs) it to for it to be clear but yeah it's cool the uh the aesthetic of it is very kind of uh i don't know it feels comfortable even though it does have like these horror elements of like uh, everything has kind of like glowing eyes and things and the the nighttime is like super scary in certain places and stuff but uh and it's kind of like the first like i don't know the first like boss is this big elk but it has like entrails and things in its antlers it looks like so it's like pretty gruesome looking but uh it's fun the crafting in it is a lot of fun like i've built a giant like longhouse uh, and it's like two stories and it's got a like attached enclosed boathouse for a ship and things uh so i've really enjoyed just kind of like building out our base uh and everyone mm-hmm. else we just have a server running and there's five of us playing on it uh everyone else is out finding things and collecting metals and res or and uh resources but i'm just like in the base like hmm, what do i want to build onto it today i'm gonna put a <laughs> wall up around everything so things stop attacking our smelters or i'm gonna fix the roof that keeps collapsing because the sports aren't correct and but it's fun it's a lot of fun the it's I could see playing it by yourself would just be kind of a slog because even mm-hmm. with five of us collecting enough resources at times for like building for uh, like upgrading our items and things is difficult. So if you were playing by yourself, I yeah, the amount of like just grinding you'd have to do to get enough trees to build a house of any kind of size would be more annoying i think than anything but yeah i mean everyone's like chopping down trees for the first three hours and then uh, it's like 10 minutes of me building and all of the wood is gone <laughs> like yeah yeah but, but it's good it's been a lot of fun the uh the stories and things that have happened so far have just been kind of ridiculous like they <laughs> they've been trying to tame wolves uh so they built a like pit with a wood fence around the top of it and their their plan was to build a ladder up out of the other side of the pit go run and jump across to the ladder and have the wolf follow them into the pit which obviously did not (laughs) happen (laughs) so they they're running up they're running catching the wolf's attention and then running down and dying before they can get to the pit or 
they would get to the pit and there'd be other people around, so they'd jump into the pit and the wolf would lose track on them and would go kill someone else. Uh, <laughs> and then eventually, how it all worked, we all came over to the pit and the one it was on went and ran and jumped in and I was standing right next to the pit and so I was like tried to jump over to the side and it followed me and then someone else ran into it from behind and pushed it into the pit. <laughs> uh, but then yeah, the whole thing fell apart anyways because it escaped and then it was attacking the beehives that we had. So they ended up having to kill it anyways. But Yes, in the Discord. <laughs> I just see people yelling, my bees! My bees! <laughs> what is this game (laughs) um the game that we were talking about was ashen it kind of has that kind of ashen yeah yeah Yeah. it's more i think it's more like uh low fidelity i guess uh (laughs) for front than ashen though like ashen was pretty polished in its like look whereas valheim is definitely not polished yet is it early access then yeah i think it's yeah. it might even still be an alpha i'm not sure it just came yeah. onto steam early access and it like exploded they have like huge amounts of players already nice nice uh yeah, yeah. it looks like there might be a port for consoles in the works but it's not officially released yeah yeah i have to watch i'll have to pop in and watch you guys play sometime it's a lot of fun yeah cool it's difficult too. I mean, we're in the swamp, and I've died. Like I played for an hour and a half when I got home before we started here, uh, and I died. I think four or five times trying to just get a base set up in the swamp. Just yeah, because the swamp has like a lot stronger enemies now, so we're struggling to. Because uh... we haven't upgraded our bronze stuff all the way, because it like mm-hmm. I said, it takes so much resource gathering that. Uh, I'm still kind of like base level bronze and like things will kill me in like three hits. I'm not careful. I just die. So you get like surrounded and then you're just dead. Like, Oh, fun. That was Um, always, that's why Dan and I, whenever, whenever we played arc, we'd tweak the, the amount of resources you get like per swing and stuff. Cause I don't know. It's, we weren't ever trying to like, I don't know, get achievements or, Blah blah blah. But well, the other thing, more like creative mode, if you can think of it like that. Well, the other thing is that like Ark is meant to be played like online with like a tribe of like yeah. ten to fifteen. Well, it's like, people. And you're like always on, right? It's like rest, yeah. and whereas like your body is yeah. there even when you're not there. And yeah, so with Ark, it was like, well, there's only ever going to be two of us, so let's yeah. not let's just turn up the resource gathering, so we're yeah. not freaking taking ten years to do anything. So. Uh, what have you been playing? Oh, actually, do you have anything else, Clinton? Uh, no, not really. I I'd be willing to try Ark again. I think I've given yeah. it a bad rap. Uh, I I think you would like it. I think the problem is that we play on console and the, the um, we don't have like a dedicated server, so yeah. the tethering gets really annoying when it's more than two people. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I mean, we pay. I pay thirteen dollars a month for the Valheim server and the Seven Days to Die server, uh, yeah, just yeah. so that we can all play it whenever. Because it is kind of like frustrating if like, oh yeah, no, I've been playing Valheim on mm-hmm. Cody's like running. Cody's running it on his computer, and like Cody's not gonna play today, and like I really want to, and it's just like yeah. Man. So like, no, nah, I'm just gonna buy a server. And oh, if you it. own Arc on console, you have it on. <laughs> Do you own Arc, Quinn? 
I mean, it's uh, on Game Pass. I don't think so. I don't know if it's on. It's on Game Pass, so yeah. Is is it on PC Game Pass? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, because I think they just added all the. Because I just downloaded Arc. Yeah, it is. It's downloaded Arc, and they give you all the expansion packs for free now on Game Pass. Pretty cool. Um, but I don't know about dedicated servers and all that stuff. I haven't really messed with that. At See, least on PC or yeah, on uh, Xbox, it doesn't seem like you can pay for one. I don't know though. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure you probably can because you connect mm-hmm. probably via what like your gamer tags, whatever. But there's probably an option to connect to an IP address. Yeah, there is. So yeah. I don't know where. I don't know. I just don't know how to do that stuff. So. Yeah. Is it crossplay or is it? it? I don't know. I haven't done any of that. That's we haven't touched it in question. so long. Well, because last time we touched it, it wasn't even this that it was tethered. It would, it just didn't work that day. Remember uh, you, the four of us Carl, with Carl? Uh, yeah. And it just like wasn't loading people. Well, anymore. no, then we got super into it again after that. Yeah, you and I did. But yeah, that wasn't yeah. that long ago. That was quarantine. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I thought quarantine was two years. Like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. There's been things that I've been like, I haven't played that game forever. And Corey's like, you played that game like two months ago. <laughs> well, what was it? We started getting into Wasteland again. And I was like, yeah, I know we tried it last year. And he was like, no, nah, we tried it like in January. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, it's weird. Everything's getting long. Um, as far as on my end, not a whole lot. I've been, I've started playing Control. Got a little bit farther. Um, I know Neil's played Control. It's great. Mm. I have the... Quit, yeah, played it too. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Did you finish? Did you play the whole thing? No, okay. I played for probably six hours, I think. I don't know. Oh, I, got to the, to the I got to the safe power. Which I, way I longer than six hours. I I think I look on how long to beat. It's only like 12. Like, okay, maybe I did a bunch of... That's, that's not close to the end. That's halfway. <laughs> that's halfway. Well, yeah, but, you know, with only, with only six more hours, I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I ran a marathon. Well, how far did you yeah. run? Oh, like, I don't know, 13 miles or something. <laughs> well, okay, I'm saying like six more hours of a game isn't much more of a game as a whole. Yeah. Like if if it was a two hour game and you played a, a, like an hour, you'd be like, I'm only halfway through. Like, yeah, we only got an hour left. And now left. is the part of the episode where we find some form of semantics to argue about. <laughs> I'm saying it's not a 40 hour game. It's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's touched the 10% mark. Anyway, um, yeah, I like it. I think it's really cool. I like the gun. Uh, how the one gun changes into different guns. Uh-huh. And I like uh, that it just reloads on its own. That's kind of an interesting take on it. Oh, after so long, yeah. Yeah, like you don't... There's not a reload button. It kind of just takes time. I think that adds a little challenge of like making sure you hit your shots and all that. I think also what I what I do enjoy about that, <clears throat> about the one gun being, you know, I think you can only have two different, two variants of it uh, equipped at once, right? Yeah. Um, is that it really forces you to get creative with the powers they give you. Yeah. So it really is a power-focused shooter rather than, I don't know, some some games gives you tons of abilities, but they also let you carry four weapons, and, you know, at, at a certain point, like, guns are just better, so you just use those automatically. Yeah. I think that that, and especially with how interactive the enemies are, like some people you have to use powers on, they do a good job of making you um, use all of the skills in your in your toolbox, which yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, I like it. It kind of gives me like vibes. I don't know if you guys know the show called Fringe that kind of came around for a bit. I, never I know, and I have like watched a, it. the the uh, warehouse 
I, I don't I don't know. I started watching it and never and I couldn't tell you anything about it, but it gives me like fringe vibes. <laughs> yeah. Like X Files. It kind of yeah, gives it's me very like just like like Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what the urban sci fi, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like, definitely. Um it kind of gives me almost like an agent of agent of shield. Like it almost is like you're like a shield agent in a like way as well. Low low fantasy sci fi, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's kind of creepy. It's not scary, but it has definitely eerie vibes to it. Yeah. At times. So oh, it's I'm a enjoying thriller, it for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm very early. I'm probably only two hours in. So And they do such a good job making uh so you're in this building called the oldest house where like this top secret like paranormal uh investigative body has made their has made their their headquarters and the oldest house this building is uh it's called a the actual architecture is called brute architecture and it was made in like i think that style was formed either during World War II or slightly after it uh, when they were rebuilding and they needed to rebuild fast and cheap and strong and sturdy. So it's, it's essentially, it's just all, it's just all concrete rectangles and squares. It's all very angular. And uh, they do such a good job with the architecture in this like morphing building as things will change around you. And, you know, when you're just in like a normal office space, uh, you know, it, it it feels like an older, like maybe an early 80s building or something. But then when things start to get creepy and the house is shifting around you, like rectangles turn into kind of like triangles and like different shapes you haven't seen yet. And even that is enough to make you kind of uneasy. I thought yeah. it was really it's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, then you have to play to the end because there is one part of the game that is. I might have said this when I was playing. There's one part that, and a lot of video games have done this, is simultaneously like the best and worst part. You're in this <laughs> awesome fight. The uh, like it's the it's the the linchpin of the game. This awesome fight, and then they just put on in this in this. Well, I'm not even gonna describe it. A song plays. You will know it when you hear it. Okay. And it's it's yeah. Awful. Like it goes against the entire aesthetic they've been building through this twelve hour game. Just welcome to the jungle starts playing. <laughs> You're not far off. All right. I'm I'm excited because I mean it is only a ten hour game, that's pretty good, or you know, around then. So um I've been playing the upgraded version. So here's a, a little story about why I'm not off this far along. Um I started playing on as soon as it came like soon as I came out for Xbox Series X and I started playing it and I was like, I don't know, this looks good, but it doesn't seem to be like a lot better. Like it looks like how any other Xbox one looks when I played on my Series X, like definitely a little bit improved, but not crazy. So I looked and for some reason I have bought the Ultimate Edition, which has both the Xbox one version, and the Xbox Series X version. When the Ultimate Edition had released, they downloaded the Xbox One version to my <laughs> Xbox. Uh-oh. And I played about an hour of it. And I, then I realized, I don't think this is right. Went into like the settings and everything, saw the Xbox Series X version, downloaded that. My save did not cross. So oh, I, had two, I had two versions of Control on my Xbox at the same time. Uh, deleted the old one, started the new one. The first... the if you just skip past the dialogue and like just oh yeah, it's like ten minutes. 
Oh, yes. The first hour was probably about 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> I flew through it and I was like, oh, I'm right back to where I was now. And it probably took me uh, maybe 20 minutes with the first boss. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. I think I may have missed like a lot of the collectibles and stuff. But like the game is very much like a kind of, you know, it's kind of eerie. You move slowly. You like see like these weird videos and stuff. But when you're just cruising, it's just like, oh, this you could beat this game pretty quick if you didn't care about anything. <laughs> so I'm back to where I was. But man, it's pretty cool. Um, you can switch modes so you can do 60 frames a second. Um, it's performance mode. Uh, 60 frames a second still looks great. And then you can do graphical mode. Um, which I do from time to time just to look at what everything looks like. And it has ray tracing, all this awesome stuff, but it's 30 frames a second and frames per second is better. You like it just, yeah. it's like weird. Cause like everything looks awesome. And then when you move, you're like, Oh, I feel so choppy now at 30 frames after 60 frames. So, um, but cool to have that option, um, to choose between the two. So other than that, um, I started playing super Mario 3d world. Uh, kept playing that. Um, still great. Still a lot of fun. Um, after playing Bowser's Fury, going back to that, it, was, it just feels so different. They like it's weird how they were in the same game. Um, but really recommend that if you've never played 3D World, um, grab this and play both that and Bowser's Fury. Really good times. And what was that? Did I have one of the things. Oh, Neil and I have been playing the shit out of Halo Five. Yeah, like we're we're back to the early aughts. It's Halo time, guys. Yeah, I don't know what it is because we have played, we've probably gotten into Halo 5 maybe two other times and played a decent amount. But something about this time and maybe it's just where the game's at at this point, it's just so good. Like there's a good player base, so um, you mostly don't have to wait very long to get into games. Um, there's a lot of different modes to play that all feel really different. Yeah, like if you want to keep it fresh, you got like 16 playlists to pick from. Yeah, because we've been you and I were playing, and then we got our friend Carl to play, and then my buddy Trevor jumped on. And it's funny because we'll be playing a game, and it'll be like, "Well, after this, why don't we play this mode, this mode, this mode, or this mode?" And then we, we just have like this playlist in our heads of everything you can do. So, um, we've been playing Warzone, which is really fun. Uh, that's like a it's it's a it kind of took a while to click with me. I didn't really like Warzone, but it's like at first, but now I, I think I get it a little better. So there's three bases, and you fight to control the three bases. There's also, um, uh, like, AI. yeah, there's like AI enemies as well that you can kill for points. And uh, so you kind of can do, you can kill other players, you can take over bases, or you can kill AI for points. And it's first to a thousand. And one of the big things in Halo is they give you these rec packs that give you weapons and and vehicles and stuff. And you can use them in this mode. And I think before, I kind of was in my the mindset of like, oh, this is an epic weapon or this is a, a legendary vehicle. I shouldn't use it. But there's not really a ranked mode. <laughs> yeah. Not really anything. And I'm like, I guess I should just, fucking just use these for fun. Yeah. I don't know why I'm waiting. Like, it does suck when you jump into a legendary weapon and someone snipes you or legendary vehicle. Someone snipes you out of it or something. It's like, God damn it. I just wasted that. But overall, it's just a fun mode, and you can kind of do whatever you want. Like, as long as you're doing something, you help your team. Um, so if you're like, hey, I just want to go fight the AI bosses, you can do that. If you're like, hey, I want to kill some people. I want to take bases. It's a really fun mode. Yeah. And it has, it's 24 people. So, and you're allowed to bring, like, have cool. teams of 6 or 12 if you want. 
Okay, it's twelve v twelve, or is it twenty four? Yeah, it's twelve. It's twelve v twelve. So, um, pretty fun. I've been enjoying that, and that's like the big mode, and it, it has crazy weapons. Like some of the stuff they do is so neat. Like, um, and I hope they kind of expand on it. We were talking about in Halo Infinite because one of the battle rifles that I have that I can like put into my loadout is a human battle rifle that has a Covenant scope, and it's like two guns mished together so it's just insane well like, that's a very mild example of an insane <laughs> weapon but, thank but you no but i mean like uh, that is one example and every weapon has every weapon has at least four variants yeah that affect its its attachments and or mm-hmm. how its bullet its munitions fire mm-hmm. um it's it's incredibly unique and i totally kind of missed it the first time around Same. Um, yeah but it's 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 been an absolute blast, and yeah. uh, I think a big reason I'm really into Halo right now is because I have played so much Apex over the last year that I'm kind of really feeling like round by round combat and seeing a scoreboard at the end and like everybody finishing the game at the same time. Yeah. It's good to get back to like the root of multiplayer play. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's super been cool. Delightful. We've been playing that, and then we've been playing like Infection, which is like the zombie mode. We've been playing these like small little breakout elimination things that are like arenas. Uh, just a lot of different stuff. Yeah, and that mode's really interesting for, especially for Halo. They have, they have essentially like you know your permadeath mode. You, mm-hmm. you it's first to five rounds, and if you're dead, you're dead. There's mm-hmm. no like going down. There's no it's just if they kill you, you're dead, and. Then, you know, it's three on four, two on two. You get mm. some pretty epic, like one on one duels. There's also yeah. a flag in the middle, so if you don't want to fight, if you feel like you can just steal the flag and capture it, get it back to your really bank. small maps, which makes yeah. it super intense, like right from the beginning. It's really, fun. Um, it's really, and fun. then sometimes we just pop into like action sack, which is their so like ridiculous mode. <laughs> Oh, it's like every game type is just a ridiculous game type that you would come up with your friends on like a LAN party. So there's one called. um, So like the zombie mode is like when you kill someone, they become a zombie and they have a sword. So they have one called Minotaur that comes up and you get in these like mechs and those are the zombies. So there's like two or three people and it's all in a big maze. Like a giant and, labyrinth, even the yeah. even the mechs can't like see over the wall. Yeah, and the, and and the walls shift. Move. Portions yeah. of them move, and doors open and close. And you have to kill all the people, so like that are not in there, and they're so small compared to you. And when you're one of the people and you're not in the mech, it is terrifying because you can <laughs> Just, hear them, and you're in this giant maze, and it is so fun and so ridiculous. It's it's on it like it got my heart pumping. Just oh, like yeah. hiding in a corner, knowing I was the last one alive, and just hearing, and there's like seven of them at that point. And the walls are shifting, so sometimes you'll be hiding, and then suddenly your like escape route gets like it's so funny. What were some of the other action sacks that we played that were just... Oh, that wizard mode is so weird. The wizard duel that apparently is inspired by Harry Potter. Yeah, so you get a... Like, it's a big... Like, you know when they duel in Harry Potter in the movie? They're, like, on that big, like, almost platform that's really long. You have two teams of four, and you get these energy swords. That... Like, tables they eat on in the Great yes. Hall? 
I think so. Yeah. And <laughs> this it looks is like on that. a table in a great hall with like yeah. fireplaces on either side. You get energy swords that shoot like Fustro Dog Blasts. <laughs> and you try to knock each other off the table. That one's ridiculous. And it's just it's just so silly. So there's just so many different modes that when you're bored of the game, you just move to a different part of the game. Can you like choose which of those to play or is it always No, it's random. The action stack is random. Could yeah. you like choose to play the Minotaur game though in any is there like a menu? I'm sure. I'm sure there's a preset for it now. Well, yeah, yeah, there because there is a custom game browser, so you could like Overwatch has, so you can go in and find people that are playing Minotaur and play with them. Yeah. So, um, you could do that, but Action Sack just rotates you through a bunch of different stuff. So, um, yeah, it's it's just insane because Neil and I will play like the two v two like ranked mode, and it'll be like really intense, and then you can just go into some silly mode right after, and it's a completely different game. So. Highly recommend recommend Halo Five, and it's in a really good spot. And I think Three Four Three has really figured out Halo in, in many different ways. It makes me excited for Infinite. Yeah. What oh, I was going to get play. to. Yeah, oh, go sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what I was really just saying about um, the gun with the battle rifle and the Covenant scopes. I hope they would go on with that in mm-hmm. Halo Infinite, and you could get to choose because, like, I just pick that. It's called the hybrid battle rifle. But it'd be really cool if in Halo Infinite I could be like, all right, here's my battle rifle. Let's put a Covenant scope on it and a magazine from something else. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, this is kind of in in a game in Halo, which has been notoriously uncustomizable, short mm-hmm. of like your banner and what your character looks like. This is kind of the most Halo step I can think towards customization, where it's still within their parameters. Right. You don't- fiddle as you choose um so i would be i'd actually be a little surprised if they let go of full control because that just isn't halo i mean halo is like your weapon is your weapon everyone has the same thing and you need to get the power weapons to be better yeah Um, but maybe they have different modes where the rules are slightly different i mean in reach they did have classes that you would change your loadout yeah so that was kind of weird and kind of i'd rather have the weapons be different than the classes that was stupid We'll see, though. I, I mean, as Dan's more of a Halo fan than me, and to be totally honest, I'm very surprised that I'm as into it as I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 made me more excited for Infinite than I ever have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped, and you know, Halo Five. This is the first time Halo Five's grabbed me, so I don't know what changed between last time and now, but something about it's got its hooks on me now. So. Um, that's basically all I've been playing. I've been a little more into, I've been dabbling with Hades. Um, I've just kept my switch next to my computer. And when I get stuck creatively on a, on a trailer or something I'm working on, I'll play like 10 minutes, like a couple chambers of Hades. And then I'll go back to work. Um, and Hades is still really fun. Yeah. I know everyone knows that, but guys, it's still good. <laughs> if you haven't played it, it's also not expensive. Like try it. Yeah. I played the story, after 10, 10 hours or however many hours I've played. The story is still happening. That's right. Still I mean, that's, getting that's cool. totally new lines of dialogue from everybody. That's right. impressive. That's a lot of di- voices, dialogue it's voices. Nuts. for a game like that. Uh, what was the other one you were going to say, Clinton? I was going to say that I played Overwatch with Neil and Carl the other night, and it was oh, god-awful. It was really good until Clinton got on, and then he started <laughs> complaining about everything, and I brought our Because we had three down. games in a row where we just got stomped. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm not well, excited. Carl and I, think we I took, have been having I think we took a lot one, of fun with Overwatch. I think we took one objective the whole time we played in the... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a sore spot. <laughs> this is where Game Goose breaks up over Overwatch. It wasn't fun. Carl and I have been having a lot of fun with it. We all got ranked in, like, mid-gold. Uh, Carl's closer to plat, but... Uh, I, I don't know. It's been fun. It's you can definitely there. The skill level is definitely increased. It's just the people who only play Overwatch playing yeah. right now. It is on its way to being a dead game. But um, I, speaking of rankings, by the way, just because Neil is usually better at video games than me, I would like to point out that I am like way higher than Neil and Halo. <laughs> he is. He's better. Yeah. Like. I didn't, it's do that bad in all of our places. I have no idea why, because I felt like I was not doing much better than him overall. But for some reason, like it's every like it goes bronze, silver, gold, blah blah. I think there's five ranks of each, um, and I am like a, usually a full. Like if he's gold, I'm platinum of that. So I get to brag about that. Yep, you can um, have well, Halo. I'll take every other game. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Overwatch. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about BlizzCon and the Nintendo Direct and just expectations that people have um, for these kind of big, I don't know what to call them, uh, presentations, I guess. Hype fest. Um, hype fest. Hype, hype fest. They're um, not really and, trade shows anymore. Yeah, what are yeah. they? Well, I guess like E3 is coming back this year. And then I guess the PlayStation State of Play is this Thursday. So um, we were going to kind of like go over stuff, but let's. I guess let's talk about BlizzCon real quick. Um, they announced. I'm be so excited when I can't see your fucking computer screen in your glasses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you mean since when has that not been? A thing? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> I guess so I don't remember that kidding. when you were in the studio, but maybe it's still brighter. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you're always going to be able to because it has the blue, uh, the blue blocking technology or whatever, so it does the thing. <laughs> You know what I mean? It blocks the blue light. Um, so there's like a arcade Blizzard arcade collection. They announced a new World of Warcraft thing. Announced a new Hearthstone thing. Pretty basic. Uh, announced a new class for Diablo Four, um, but I don't think they still gave a, a date or anything like that. They announced uh, Diablo Two Resurrected, a remake of that, um, and then Overwatch Two. There is literally nothing except for that the game is not coming out this year. Um, they have a new hero and some new maps they showed for the game that we don't know when it's coming out and that there's going to be hero missions and your heroes will level up like Borderlands where you have three different skill trees. Um, and then that, that was BlizzCon this year, <laughs> which I, people overall were mostly disappointed in. Um, and we'll talk Nintendo- about that later, but I think they handled it pretty well. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of stuff. It depends. I mean, we'll get into it in a second. Um, for Nintendo, they their new Smash Brothers character, um, Breath of the Wild 2, uh, they came out and said that they'll tell us more later. That was all about Breath of the Wild 2. Skyward Sword was announced. There's some cool Joy-Cons going along with that. Splatoon 3 was announced. Uh, Mario Golf, um, and then some a pro- lot of other random stuff. Project Triangle, which looked like a weird kind of Final Fantasy Tactics, a Star Wars game. Fall Guys is coming, uh, and a lot of games that are on other things are coming to Switch. Um, I am... Some other weird stuff. I was pretty 
unenthused by Nintendo, mm-hmm. but I never have any expectations for them. That said, pretty excited for Mario Golf. Um, and we got the news from Nintendo that they were going to have Fall Guys, and I was like, oh, I can play that on the Switch. And then immediately Xbox was like, yeah, we're going to get that too soon. So, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, good, good. Yeah, I'm going to play. I'm very it. excited to play Fall Guys. Yeah. So out of the out of the two, is there anything that you're like we're happy to hear about? Were you disappointed? Um, overall? I mean, if we're couching this entire conversation in in uh in what realistic expectations from our community should be, the gamers yeah. being a notoriously whiny and uh and I mean in mean community, especially being so internet based. I I hope anybody in their right mind knew that like E3, this, Nintendo, after the year we've all had, mm. no one's mind is going to be blown. Just be glad that people are still making video games. Like yeah. chill out. Yeah, because there's no idea we're no idea, you know, maybe they were gonna have more for Overwatch 2 originally, but the game could have been pushed due to coronavirus and I'm working at home for sure. Um, but, and I think really in the long run, it just depends on what you're into on how excited you are for these things. Like, yeah, some, there's a, there's like this huge divide online about how excited people were for Nintendo, because it really depends on if you like Splatoon, <laughs> like Splatoon was Splatoon three. It was their huge announcement. It was their big announcement for their thing. And there's a ton of people that don't care and are upset because they w- want to know about breath of the wild too, uh, which I didn't think we were going to see much of anyway because if it comes out this year it'll be like november and they did say this is only going to be about games that are coming out between now and 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 uh the middle of the year and people aren't pumped about which zelda they did announce um you know i think you know i still think it's cool that nintendo is bringing old games to their new systems even if they are 60 dollars uh but mario golf looks really cool that project triangle looks cool as well i liked uh final fantasy tactics like kind of a strategy game um and then you know i think it's cool that like outer wilds is coming to switch like i've played it already but a lot of people a lot of people just have a switch so any of these games that are finally coming like borderlands or apex legends and stuff that's really neat for for people um but yeah when i come into nintendo i always think if there's one thing i like i should come away decently happy because like nintendo does a lot of weird stuff in a way um like I think you should never expect anything from Nintendo because they, we've always mentioned they have they can print money they could do whatever if anyone that's asking for and they'd make a bunch of money, but they always do things their way, and it's always it could be good could be bad, uh, but in the long run they also have a worldwide um, fan base and what the people want in Japan and what people want in America is different and they got to balance those so well okay that said they they put out a lot of indie jrpgs and i get it they're easy Mm -hmm. games to turn around they don't make them themselves they just buy them and publish them yeah but it seems like that's kind of the filler for a lot of these directs you get two or three of them yeah and that's and hey that's that's them appeasing the japanese fan base so that is not me complaining but well yeah no but i'm more talking about like they're smash brothers characters for example like this one's from another jrpg character and i know there's a lot of it like a lot of complaining about, well, when are we gonna get Crash Bandicoot 
or whatever. And it's like, well, they only have so much they can work with on their end, and they have a lot of Japanese stuff. So yeah, still think Dixie Kong should come along eventually. But I digress. <laughs> um, it's uh, so it's. An, I mean, I'm happy Mario Golf is coming. I know we're gonna hear more about Zelda this year. It was quite a long direct. I think there's a lot of stuff in there that's like doesn't really need to be. Like, I love Outer Wilds. Did they need to put a trailer in their direct? Maybe it'll get more attention, but a lot of the stuff just seemed like, hey, why don't you just make an announcement on Twitter that it's coming on over? Yeah. So I wonder both. what part of that is contractual, if any. Yeah, I'm not really they sure. Might have, they might have needed and might have been in the in, on the in the ink that they had to announce it verbally or something. Yeah, and it's the first direct they've done in like 500 days or something like that, like actual Nintendo direct. So. Um, also a lot of people are complaining about Splatoon, but I saw this guy on Twitter who had pointed out, he was like showing advertisements, um, from Nintendo and the general consensus is that they, oh, they show what they think is their big four and, and they like showed some, some, uh, sales data and the big four for Nintendo right now is a Mario, of course, Splatoon, Animal Crossing and Zelda. So like when people complain about like F-Zero not coming or um, Metroid Prime or Donkey Kong or like any of these other ones, Pikmin, it's because like those games never make as much money as those four other games. Well, am I am I safe in assuming that the people that are complaining are Nintendo fans of our age and the people that are really, really stoked on Splatoon are probably five six years younger than us i mean yeah by the, i don't really by know. the time it came out i was like okay that's a shooter for kids i get it cool good job nintendo but i don't want to play it i really don't know who i i mean i don't know many people clinton played splatoon but i really don't know many people who like splatoon but apparently it's a huge fan base they it's wouldn't so just fun. keep making games. it's so fun yeah is it it is so i'm not fun. against it's it i've just never played it it does so many like interesting things with the shooter yeah how's the um, how's the it. online work i mean how's the matchmaking and like are the servers it seems good? pretty good yeah i mean okay where's yeah. that for smash brothers <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so like it, it's just interesting i think with both of those both of these announcements like it depends on who you are i'm excited for mario golf that was my big takeaway from yep. it i've played the other zelda i'll probably buy it again i haven't beaten it um but I knew like Breath of the Wild is going to be the game for me. I was hoping maybe for a Donkey Kong thing. Um, but then on like BlizzCon, everyone's really upset there wasn't a lot of Overwatch 2 stuff. And yeah, I would like to see more about Overwatch 2. But the Hearthstone announcements were like insane. So if you come to if you're coming for Hearthstone, BlizzCon was great this year. If you're coming for Overwatch 2, you might be like, what the fuck? Like my game yeah. wasn't was barely there. If you're coming for StarCraft absolutely nothing for you they didn't even say anything about it so Wait, are really... they another starcraft i thought that was dead no they're not but that's the thing is like people want you know people will always want some more things from yeah. it but yeah they're really making starcraft ghost <laughs> yeah FPS. it's in <laughs> development for 17 years it's gonna be great yeah. as we all know the longer the game takes the, the better yeah. it is at yeah. the end Age like a the, fine the line. better it meets the hype that has generated yeah. yeah exactly yeah are you a mario golfer clinton uh 
The only Mario Golf I've ever played, and I've told this story probably 20 times on the podcast, is uh, Mario Golf for the, the original with, Game Boy. The one with the alarm, the yeah. siren noise. Right? Yeah, anytime okay. you hit the ball, go. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it sounds like a car or like a police siren. So I was so, banned from, disbarred from playing it in the in the car. Uh, in the car. <laughs> I just I, I just heard a siren outside my. We window. don't hear your sirens much anymore. No, I don't. Because it's because the... it's because I don't record in my office anymore. Yeah. I'm close. I'm closer to the uh, backside of my building, not the street. Um, yeah, because like uh, and we Mario... don't hear it from my apartment anymore either. Because I'm not right on the main road. Game goose <laughs> now siren free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mario Golf I played was no, it was actually Mario Tennis I played for Game Boy Advance. Um, but I'm, I hope I it's am better really, than the Mario Tennis that came out for the Switch because that was a that, huge disappointment. Definitely, there are some people that like it, but it's it was so great. fucking hard. I know, it's impossible. It, it is not accessible. No, like, it's like really the first weird. three levels are like, oh yeah, okay, this is fun. Fourth level is like, okay, okay, I see you. Yeah. Fifth level is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah. I have to hit these specific it's, targets, and there's I can't miss a single ball. And like, yeah. this shit's coming I, uh, at me 100 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. I played the demo, and it was like, nope, yeah, not happening. It was fu- the multiplayer is great, but it's also yeah. just like a rock paper scissors game, like fucking Arms was. Like, there's three shots they can do. Which one do I like think they're gonna do? And if I respond wrong, like, well, that's that. That's that volley, like. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll wait on Mario Golf, but it looked a little more silly and a little more. Yeah, and and they're adding a story mode, um, much like Mario Tennis on the Game Boy. I played like those story RPGs I used to have, like Golf Story. So, I played uh, Mario's Golf sixty four, and it has a bit of a story. Yeah, so I think you can go and be like a, you, you can like create a character and play against everybody. So that'd be fun. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um. I'm in Skyward Sword. Oh, what's up? Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, I'm interested to see, because we're talking about story modes, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see kind of what people think of the new Splatoons, because it looked, in the little kind of thing they showed, it looked like it had more kind of story mode to it than some of the others have well didn't splatoon 2 have like a dlc that was very like a story mode yeah and it has a good like i don't know if you call it a story mode i guess it's very kind of like level based uh like progression like there's like short levels that you go through uh at least as far as i played i don't know how much longer it had but it wasn't this seemed more story mode where she's like getting into a train and like heads. Yeah. Like, well, when it originally started, I was like, Oh, it's like a Splatoon spinoff. Cause it seemed very much like world building. Like yeah. there was going to be like an adventure kind of thing. Yeah. And then when it showed us Splatoon three, I was like, Oh, maybe not, but there might be yeah, stuff like know. it. Um, well, Nintendo has kind of started this little trend ever since Super Mario 3D world led into treasure, uh, captain codes treasure tracker where they seem to like put something in a game and then the next game they see how it works and then just like make the whole next game that i guess they kind of did that with breath of the wild and um skyward sword as well that was my favorite part of the direct by the way 
because Breath of the Wild is like the best selling Zelda game, like one of the greatest Zelda games. Tons of people have played it who have never played Zelda before. So my favorite part was him He's like, like being this like, is like a traditional this Zelda game, not Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. like, it was it cracked me up. He's like, there are some things like it, like the sky, like the cloth stamina. and yeah. stamina, but it is not Breath of the Wild. Like, he like had to like disclaim it, like. Don't yell at us because this is not the same game. <laughs> yeah, he said no, on, cer- on certain terms, like Breath of the Wild is a huge departure for us. We yeah. are going backwards. <laughs> yes. This <laughs> is an older <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll probably get that game eventually. I never I never beat it. I got really close. I really like Skyward Sword. Isn't that the one where you, like, the Master Sword is forged or whatever? Yeah, it's the first um, game in the Zelda timeline. So it's all about, like, the beginning of when the basically the link spirit and the zelda spirit and the ganon spirit fell from the heavens to hyrule yeah um it's also uh most interestingly uh the first maybe not the first zelda but meh, was it the first zelda with motion controls no um uh, it definitely which one twilight princess on the wii because oh, they right. had to mirror that. it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played yeah. that on the GameCube, so I didn't get that. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of. I think all of us here are kind of anti-motion controls. But uh, I do remember it being uh, being pretty exciting. I remember mm-hmm. the bow was pretty fun to fight or pretty fun to use. Um, in the one of the big gimmicks to the combat is that they everybody has swords and shields that they block in like if they're blocking horizontally you need to strike like lower in the same direction or like if they're blocking vertically you have to come left or right so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like it was a lot of like shifting your controller to make sure you're you're slashing the right direction um which a lot of people are no i think understandably (laughs) a little uh, uh miffed about um, but they did add in the second c- control scheme where, like, you can use control rather than actually, like, tilting your sword and using motion controls, you can use one of the sticks on your Joy-Con or your controller to do it. And yeah. for a second, I think Dan and I were like, oh, great, this will be awesome. And then they kept com- com- explaining it. I was like, oh, no, this is I'm, bad. I'm going to do motion controls. <laughs> Same. Yeah, for sure. Because first off, I want to I want to remind everybody Nintendo has multiple class action lawsuits against them for stick drift. Yes. So the best thing is going to be all these people with stick drift are going to be like sitting there and their swords are going to be like to the left because their controller isn't going to be in the right spot. So uh, yeah, I totally like at first I was like, yes, they got rid of motion controls. You can play with that, and then I forgot about that whole thing that there are sometimes you have to swing certain ways, and they're like, you can use your stick, and I was like, yes. No, this is going to be so bad. Um, and it just seems like it'll be boring to be like, swing my sword left, swing my sword up, swing my sword to the side. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll just throw on the motion controls again if I play. But I those joy cons look dope. That yeah. Was like the part. There's a lot of. And I wonder how this works out price wise. I don't know what a joy con costs to make as opposed to, uh, you know, a Wiimote back in mm-hmm. the day. I, I'm sure with inflation, they're. Sure, the Joy Cons are a little more expensive, mm-hmm. but when Skyward Sword came out on the Switch or on the Wii, you could get the the specialized Wiimote and mm-hmm. the game for sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we you get seventy. 
with both. 70? Okay. Now yeah. it's like, what, 100 and it's it's somewhere up closer to like 100, 120 bucks. Yeah. If to you get want both, both of them. Yeah. To get yeah. the, the customized Joy-Cons and the game. Well, people are also, because Skyward Sword is $50 on the Wii, and now it is $60 on the Switch. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. $10 second port fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so nintendo just loves to do that kind of stuff it's weird again same thing with like uh tropical freeze was 50 dollars on the wii u and is 60 dollars on the switch look but, if you i kind of get it if you feel like you're making a superior product then don't budge but and they won't nintendo the nintendo tax yeah so overall like definitely not mind-blowing blow me away but i was yeah. happy about both of them i'm so excited about it i'm yawning through our talk of it <laughs> <laughs> well i'm excited to play fall guys with you guys and i have am a couple drinks and laugh way harder than i should as a 30 year old <laughs> yeah i'm excited to play fall guys i'm excited to play mario golf i'm excited to get skyward sword or maybe those dry cons again um you know, and a Can't lot of people be... are really excited about the anime titties on the new <laughs> Smash Brothers character. Can't take that <laughs> away from those people. So, um, and then I'm the Hearthstone shit was like insane news. Like, if uh, so, Overwatch two not being there didn't bother me too much. I know it's going to come eventually, but they basically said that they're going to give people like a whole bunch of cards for free and change the game at the same time. So I can't I can't be mad about that. Um, it's uh pretty cool pretty cool stuff seems to be coming. I almost spent eighty dollars on it and then decided not to. Yes, you should I have, have I have willpower. You I all still, but I, I want to think about it longer. You already don't play any other games. You've abandoned like three games for Hearthstone. Well, because it's really good, you know. Yeah, so was Nexamon. Bl- Blizzard and Activision are hurting for my hurting from cash <laughs> right now. Yep. <laughs> so i gotta you, you know, were so- you were one of their whales probably yeah i was definitely a whale for that game for sure <laughs> so for sure nexamon yeah nexamon was good i just fell off of the the turn-based turn-based what? kind of thing what what dan i fell off on the turn-based like they just became rock paper yeah. scissors again ah okay. either lightning i throw a rock out and yeah. it just kind of became that yeah. again so but still, thought it was better than Pokemon. I'll probably play it again. It's such a short game. So easy to beat. Dan is, is the least patient gamer. By the way, I just want everybody, because I have tried to get Dan to play Dark Souls for so long, he has played, he gave up after maybe five, maybe five hours of Dark Souls 1. He owns the physical copies of each game. He is now selling them to a friend. He will I gave not. Them. I gave them to he a friend. He gave them to a friend. Meanwhile, I played 10 hours of a Final Fantasy game and did a whole episode on it. Dan can't even stomach <laughs> five hours. Because it's not, it's not good. <laughs> I don't the like The world it. disagrees with you, but you're allowed to have your opinion. <laughs> you should have at least given it a second try. I'm just I'm, I'm putting this on record, so next time I dislike a game, I, I can use this as my ammunition. <laughs> It gets right. one one try and it's done. All right. I mean, five hours is a good try. It's no. longer than I wanted to put into it. I'll tell you, you put that. five hours of. Then why'd you buy all three games, Dan? Because it was it was cheaper. 
it was and the, i he, told him like if you don't like one three is a lot different just give it a shot and you wouldn't even do that like, no i don't like it it's not good for me <laughs> there you go there. <laughs> and so i gave it to somebody because i felt i was like i don't know what am i gonna do charge someone 10 bucks like, he could buy me lunch sometime it'll be fine it'll be fine it's not for me yeah and i'm heavily impatient and i think dark souls you need a lot of patience you do and that is one thing about myself that's not going to change. <laughs> so, and you guys gave me a good idea for my spinoff podcast called Semantics, where I just argue against myself <laughs> on small things. And uh, Neil's spinoff ca- uh, podcast about architecture, because where did you pull that out of your ass earlier? We talked about it last time we were talking about control. Do you not remember that? I don't. I have a terrible We definitely talk about... talked about, yeah, we talked about oh. Brute. <laughs> Uh, oh, I do not remember that. I learned it from a Polygon video. Oh, okay. All right. And then Clinton's spinoff podcast called Trash. Trash. Wow. <laughs> and he finds something he doesn't like. Wow. That sounds like you today, Mr. Dark Souls, is, is not good. Dark Souls is not good. People just trick themselves into believing it's good so they can feel better about themselves. It's funny. Dan sent me a podcast of people explaining, of people talking about Dark Souls. I was like, it's going to be three people shitting on Dark Souls the entire time. And I was like, wait, these three people love Dark Souls, Dan. Why did you send me this? Why did you listen to it? And why are you not paying attention to them? No, because I I mean, (laughs) I know they they like it. talk about it as a, this is not a Dark Souls episode. Um, They do talk about (laughs) it. You talk about Dark Souls, though. (laughs) Yeah, it is a video game. We're done. We're here to talk about <laughs> expectations in the gaming community and how I think, luckily, well, no. We're, number one, I don't think BlizzCon and this Nintendo Direct are really have the the power of a of an E three, um, or or my hypothesis is that expectations have just been tampered with after have been damped by a shitty year and what's happened with uh cyberpunk and also i i think everybody at least in in our in our age group that is plugged in knows and that has like a full-time job knows a lot of people are are can't work right now or just like work is different it makes sense that it's different for everyone I'm I'm hoping people have realized that, um, yeah. Which is why I haven't seen a lot of outrage. Um, I actually I would say I haven't seen any outrage. I've seen jokes that are like I didn't yeah. want an anime character in in Smash Brothers or like you know Nintendo wasn't that good, but they're still Nintendo. I don't know. I I've seen much higher levels of like vitriol than I did definitely about yeah. these two. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people are like crazy angry because. I don't think there's anything to be angry about. Yeah. Just maybe some disappointment that a game that you were hoping was coming didn't come. Yeah. But that's going to happen every time. And I think that's understandable. Like, I think everybody wants something to look forward to, especially yeah. now. And when and, it's so, it's still so opaque. Uh, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> always going to be upset at Nintendo because they have so many great games and so many great franchises that someone's always going to get left out. They're never yeah. going to. There's never going to be a Nintendo Direct where they're like, we're doing a new Animal Crossing and a new Zelda and a new Mario and a new Donkey Kong. F-Zero is coming back. There's new Metroid Prime and a new Fire Emblem. <laughs> like, 
You just gotta play the hits, Nintendo. Yeah, that's you not. fucked up, Danny. Forgot Star Fox. Idiot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then somebody would be like, "Yeah, but um, are you guys bringing back the eShop or what's that yeah. freaking or Mother Three? Is that coming now? Like everyone will always be upset about something. So I think that the generation of gamers that remembers F Zero as like a new game mm-hmm. is slowly just being weaned out. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was pre-us starting to play games. Yes, right. that's yeah. what I'm saying. And I still hear about it. I People just know him. From I think Smash. our generation just knows Falcon Punch. And we're like, wait, he drives a fast car. His yeah. levels are always fun. Let me play that game. I feel like in Nintendo's mind, they're like, we already have a racing game that yeah. is very popular. It's called Mario Kart. Yeah. Play that. <laughs> yeah. That's probably their reasoning. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and how are you going to, like... Why would you? Because it is a different kind of racing game, but like, I don't know. I don't feel like that type of racing game is as well uh, loved as like Super Mario Kart is. Yeah, Super Mario Kart is just Mario Kart. As Mario Kart is, because yeah. I mean Mario Kart has its like, I don't know. It's uh, what do you call it? Oh. It's like what is it? It's light heartedness, I guess. Yeah, it's Uh, like really accessible to everybody. Yeah. So I think they're also both like niche racing games. Mm. I don't think that Mario Kart is really a niche racing game. I think that is kind of the racing game. Yeah. Like it's the one that comparing it to like like a Formula One or a Need for Speed or a or a Forza. I'm just no, talking. No, yeah, in- I mean, like if you if you want like a realistic racing game, sure, mm-hmm. that those are the ones you go to. But I'm saying those are more niche than yeah, Mario right. Kart than a kart racer. Okay, yeah, yeah I think because like a whole family can get together and play Mario Kart. But if my family comes over to play racing games and I pull out Forza, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This they is NASCAR 1992, like. Get the yeah. show on my face. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna want to play Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, and like, I understand what you're saying. I guess, of, like, it is a niche racing game. Like, in the genre of racing games, it's my yeah. My point being, like, it's, if it's you style, have one, yeah. uh, like, yeah, ultra popular racing game, why would you cannibalize yourself with? Yeah. A character half of your player base doesn't remember yeah. or or know the origins of like, yeah and it would be a completely different kind of racing game that isn't as lovable i think yeah yeah because isn't the thing about f-zero like it's really fast yeah it's yeah. super so isn't fast, it more like... so isn't it more like difficult and just nintendo isn't really in the market of making yeah with the exception of tennis for some reason mm. difficult games anymore yeah so I feel like they've kind of, you know, I think you're just going to see Captain Falcon in, in Smash Brothers. That's where you leave it. That's where he lives now. He's probably happier there. He has so many friends. Yeah, and there's anime titties. And he gets to be pink. Everybody loves a pink Falcon. Yeah, he can change his outfit. He can do all kinds of fun stuff. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you, Captain Falcon. He's found his forever home. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see going forward, like with the Nintendo State of Play. It'll be interesting to see what E3 is like this year. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what X Xbox has so many studios. Like, I don't even know how they're going to do their thing anymore. Like at E3, like it, they, because Bethesda used to have their own and Xbox had their own. So are they going to merge together? Are they going to still do separate ones? Like, I'm sure Bethesda is like, thank God we don't have to do fucking E3 every year because fucking Todd's going to go out there and say some dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that and what, you know, how many games are going to get announced this year or how many are not because the future is uncertain depending on, you know, all kinds of stuff. Society crumbles or not in the next year. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, if people really? don't have jobs, they can't play. They can't buy video games. Like, if the economy doesn't recover correctly, really taking a turn on this home stretch here, guys. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just saying, realistic. What, do you, what I'm not going to expect stuff if people can't, you know, work. So. I, I think we've recorded for about an hour. We were re- well, over an hour. We were almost there, and now I don't know. Someone tell a joke, Jesus. This is our new spin-off co- podcast, Game Grump. Game Grumps. That's a real thing, actually. So we oh, can't be Game oh. Grump. Yeah. Sorry. infringement. <laughs> anyway. But I do want you to do a spin-off podcast called Semantics. And what I want you to do is you can still put out an episode every week, but you got to do some pre-pro starting now. You need to pick a subject and just record yourself talking about it for 30 minutes. And now you're not allowed to come back and listen to it for at least two weeks and in uh, that two weeks you need to read at least like three articles on your subject okay and acquire new information and then come back and argue against my original and then, and if you do that i will edit it <laughs> that'd be kind of funny i will turn it into a conversation <laughs> <laughs> see this is where dan, past dan starts to get it all wrong <laughs> you do need to refer to dan in tenses otherwise He's right future dan he, has uh, read <laughs> future dan read three articles about this uh and let me just say past dan is a fucking moron <laughs> yes i i expect a lot of self-deprecation and yes but actually <laughs> <laughs> oh god that sounds like too much work but a funny idea <laughs> all right well thanks for listening guys um you can always email game goose podcast at gmail.com if you have thoughts on blizzcon on nintendo direct on expectations about video games on semantics articles uh crafting survival games anything we talked about or anything we didn't talk about you know, go ahead and email us questions, concerns, comments, all that stuff. Uh, anything to add before we take off this week, guys? No? All right. Well, check out... Uh... <laughs> I didn't want to leave dead air. <laughs> um, Just dead stare at you. Both of yeah, us. Right? Um, check out uh, DuckDuckDuck. You, gotta, you yeah. need to... Next week, think of a better... You need to... When you're giving an interview, Dan, you need to direct your your interviewee. You can't just throw open-ended questions because you're either going to get nothing or you're going to get some like flat earther bullshit, like something left field. If you, need you guys to, give me something left field, that'd be great. Guide the subject. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure you guys don't didn't have any thoughts. We didn't leave off. I um, have plenty of thoughts, but you needed to give me a, like a like a realm, like a you know. I thought, no, yeah.
I, right. I can't. I don't have thoughts right now. Actually, I can't form a sentence. <laughs> so uh, check out Duck Duck Dice every Monday on uh, Twitch, or listen to it on YouTube or podcast form as well. If you are into the Dungeons and Dragons, <gasps> can I join your campaign when I move home? Can you find me naked in the woods? <laughs> uh, maybe. Okay. Not my Sunday game. That's fine. But no, the duck duck dice game. Oh, I don't know. I'd that's to, Sam's. That's a Sam decision. That's a group decision oh. for everyone. Yeah. You have to have a group interview with them. Yeah. And, and if and one passes, you're out. One's always know you're out. I have references. <laughs> um Are they Sterling references? How would you consider Because at yourself? present I would vote no to your <laughs> Okay, solution. then I'm out. All right, got it. <laughs> I'll send uh, some gift baskets. This is our new <laughs> other spinoff podcast called Desiring Dungeons and Dragons, where Neil attempts we, to get into We interview prospective D&D players. <laughs> <laughs> you want to join my D&D group? Okay. Well, you have to come on a podcast first. We're going to grill you. <laughs> and then we'll probably tell you no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope that we met your expectations this week <laughs> by bickering. You didn't bicker that much this week. Yeah, I know. Just about but Dark Souls. Just about Dark Souls, uh, which is a great game that everyone should try. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week.